Hi everyone, this is Dave Wright and welcome to the Player Development Project podcast. I hope you're having a great week wherever you're tuning in. We've had another busy few weeks at PDP which has included more great content to support you in your coaching. Last week we hosted our latest webinar, this time on the topic of growth and maturation. PDP technical advisor Dan Wright and I were lucky to sit down with PhD researcher at the University of Bath, Megan Hill, for an in-depth conversation on the physical challenges of youth football players. Meg's conducted research in a range of professional academies across the UK and she shared some fascinating insights from her work. The replay of this event will be available on the website very shortly. We've got some more great webinars coming soon and you can now also access the replay of our brilliant conversation with Chris van der Hagen, Director of Coach Education at the Belgian FA. We've also recently published another Q&A video on how to improve team building and culture, a really fascinating topic where Dan and I shared some of our views, but also referenced a number of PDP expert contributors who have written on this topic. Today's podcast is a conversation on the importance of self-reflection and some strategies to support young players engage in this practice. Dan and I sit down to discuss a few ways to help your players, and as always, we'd love your feedback on this. Tell us what you're doing in your environments. Feel free to send us a message via the PDP socials or on the PDP Slack community. Lastly, if you haven't joined the PDP community yet, you can sign up as a PDP member at playerdevelopmentproject.com and still access a free 30-day trial to explore the platform and enjoy the content. Head to playerdevelopmentproject.com, choose a monthly or annual membership and dive into our massive range of resources from learning modules and live sessions to Q&A videos and masterclass discussions plus much more. As always, thanks for joining us today. I really hope you enjoy the discussion. Hi everyone, my name's Dave Wright. Welcome to another Player Development Project Q&A. As usual, I'm joined by PDP Technical Advisor Dan Wright. Dan, how are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Um, I don't think everyone realizes that you and I are different ends of the globe, so, so finding a time that works for both of us is difficult, so it's quite late for me and super early for you, right? Yeah, combine that with uh, with fatherhood for both of us this year, and uh, it is, is a little bit trickier to um, be on opposite sides of the globe and creating content, but it's great to be having another conversation. We've got a really interesting question coming from the PDP Slack community, which has been absolutely humming in the last few months. Uh, a question from Tom. And he said, how do you support players with self-reflection? So this is obviously a key part of learning and I guess the development journey for players. Uh, before we dive into it, we, we've sourced a definition here, Dan, which you found from some authors, Atkins and Murphy et al. Uh, the definition goes on to say, reflection is concerned with consciously looking at and thinking about our experiences, actions, feelings, and responses, and then interpreting or analyzing them in order to learn from them. Typically, we do this by asking ourselves questions about what we did, how we did it, and what we learned from doing it. So whilst it's a fairly straightforward definition, I think it really narrows in on the focus, particularly around learning from those experiences. So Dan, that's one definition. What does it mean for you in a coaching context? Yeah, I think it really depends maybe what age group we're talking about, because the word reflection probably doesn't work for, for really young ones and probably is, is really useful for maybe teenagers. They're probably maybe getting a little bit more self-aware and, and that word would, would fit quite well. So I suppose, like, like you said, in the definition, it's about looking at things that happen and deciding whether they were useful or not useful and then what we're going to adapt and tweak and, and, and change to make sure we get a, a different outcome or a different return next time. That That would be kind of how I'd explain it in layman's terms. Yeah. Um, I suppose also we want to talk about why we think this is useful or, or why it's powerful. It's probably powerful in, in every walk of life, but but definitely in sport, right? 
Yeah, look, I think sort of going back to, to what it is, like in a football context or sporting context, when you're working with young boys or girls, it's important to think about, you know, they're, they're immersed in an experience. And I think we have this view that we can often tell or, um, or sort of uh, instruct directly. And whilst there's a, certainly a place for direct instruction and, and communicating ideas and working on refining technique, for example, um, I think we've got to understand that there's a lot of experiences going on within the game or within the session that the players are just going to have that immersion or that flow. Um, and then when you, when you come out of that, reflecting on it with clever questions or open questions perhaps is a key part of facilitating that from a coaching perspective. So it's one of those where um, I think there's, there's a few sort of forces at play um, and we'll talk a little bit about bias as well, but I think it's one of those where if you can facilitate with good discussion, a good discussion, honest discussion um, and good questions, and then also look at sort of engaging in some peer to peer or coach to player one-to-one stuff, it can be quite powerful and beneficial to actually think, where am I in terms of what I'm working on as a player? Um, how did it go today if I give myself an honest assessment? And also having some clarity around what good looks like at the time. You know, you can, you can do numerical reflections or self-assessments where you might have a 1 to 10 scale and a player will say, yeah, I'm a 10 out of 10 in this. And you're thinking, actually, maybe you're, you're a 7 at the moment, but we want to get you to a 10. So having that sort of shared understanding of what good looks like for that individual or the team is probably quite important too. Yeah, and then also choosing when to give that answer, right? Like some, some part of reflection would be the coach shutting up and letting the player completely doing it on their own, right? It's not, it's not our, always our role to give answers and to, to give opinions. You know, sometimes they reflect and think they're a 10 out of 10 and we just maybe have to be quiet and go, okay, like, and, and maybe design a practice or put them in an experience where they might realize and reflect and go, maybe I'm not quite a 10 yet. Maybe there's, there's still things to work on. So mm. even that's a skill, isn't it? Which, you know, coaches might find difficult because we all like talking and interacting and being involved. And, and sometimes this reflection process won't involve us at all. So like you said, we might just be facilitating that or encouraging it to happen. Um, one of the things that I was keen to kind of talk about was how this can be different for different people. So we've kind of touched on age groups, but I'd even say like people that I've coached with and people that I've played with and players that I've coached would all reflect slightly differently. And like you said, one of those lenses might be how honest that reflection is, but you can also get people that would be like maybe overcritical um, or people that don't remember parts of the things that, that they did. Um, is, that, is that something that kind of rings true for you? People that have maybe got, um, yeah, maybe a, a different way of looking back at what happened? Yeah, look, I think it's interesting. The ones that are overly critical, I've written about this in the past, like coming from New Zealand originally and, and being back here at the moment, the humble Kiwi is a thing. Um, and some interactions I've had with athletes back here since I returned, it really stood out to me having been in Australia where perhaps it's a little bit more within the national psyche of being a bit more confident, let's say. Um, and in the UK, I thought the players, given they were in academy environments and, and there was probably some real regularity around this reflection and setting targets and having an individualized program, they were very aware of what they were and, and weren't good at. So it's interesting to see that sort of cultural difference. I think there's also going to be individuals that uh, – engage in it more than others. You know, there's going to be players that are really, really fascinated with the learning process. They're really keen on setting their targets and perhaps measuring themselves at times against themselves if we encourage that kind of approach, which I know Mick Beale is one sort of influencer in the space who's talked about me versus myself uh, in development, which is a concept I like. I think I can recall a player recently who was and there are a lot of perfectionists in the world at the moment, I think, given the social media age, I think that's probably another sort of cultural influence on the way on perfectionism on the rise. But 
one player who was very articulate and intelligent, uh, very engaged and wanting to get better, but perhaps was going down that path of consistently being too overly critical, uh, overthinking things. And this player was a striker. So <clears throat> if we think about that position, it's probably one where you want to be in a, a state of being relaxed and calm and not overthinking and hitting the target. You just want to be doing it and getting that confidence of hitting the back of the net. So I think that can be one where you've got to carefully manage it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you've also got to try and be honest with that player as well. So while you might be seeing those tendencies, <clears throat> you will also probably have to still have those honest conversations, if you know what I'm getting at. So while she's thinking, okay, don't be too harsh on yourself, there might be points where the player's being really honest and it isn't good enough for, for where we are right now in terms of you know a level. So I think that's one of those ones where it's a fine line. There'll also be players that will tend to just disengage from this stuff. There might be players that just want to play, go out there, do their thing. I mean, what about you from your experience in terms of different players on the spectrum? Yeah, really mixed and definitely something that I don't think you could say this is a winning formula and everyone must do it like this. I would I'd maybe say that the guys that have been successful have been quite critical, maybe that kind of competitive edge or you know, winner's mentality or whatever it's kind of badged up as, that they always want to do better. Mm -hmm. So they, they wouldn't be someone that regularly said they were brilliant because they would find part of their game that they could put apart. Um, so I think that's that's interesting. And maybe the coach's role would be to, to kind of point at the things that they've done well rather than helping them be negative, if that makes sense. They were already, they were already kind of critical themselves. Um, I also wonder as I'm talking whether there's like a, a piece around positions as well. Like, so you yeah. mentioned around the number nines. Um, they would judge their game maybe on outcomes in terms yeah. of goals or shots on target or, or game impact. So facilitating the, the reflection there might be shining a light on the other things that they could do well. So they can play well and not score, for example. So maybe helping them build a kind of uh, skill set where they, they can focus on some other things post-game, like, you know, did I press hard? Did I encourage my teammates? You know, was I always running in behind? Things like that, that, that then might lead to goals rather than just, oh, I scored and played well, yeah. or I didn't and I didn't. Um, so, so that's interesting. But it, yeah, it definitely seems to be a, a kind of um, a skill or an approach that players have to, and coaches, I think, have to find for themselves. Um, but, but generally, I'd say people that have been... Um, successful or, or done well that, that I've seen have been quite critical, not, not overly critical, but quite critical on their, on their performance. Mm -hmm. um, is it, is it worth kind of sharing what that reflection process looks like in, in kind of the UK and the academy football scene, and then maybe yeah. some other experiences that you might have seen? So, yeah, I think so just, just on that point, before we move on, <clears throat> I think you're spot on. I think there's a, there's a definite place for those standards. So we don't want players to, to be going out there and we're being too nice and too fluffy, I guess, if, if uh, we can assist in helping their performance, if we can assist in helping their development, I think it's really important that that honesty exists. So whether critical is the word or honesty is the word, I think it's got to be there. And I think we've seen it uh, for those that have watched the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary around an example at the highest level in a high performance context of constantly striving to get better, constantly demanding more of others around them. I think that's important. So what can we take from that for young players? And I know there's been <clears throat> a fair bit of content online around this particular series as it, as it came out earlier in the year, but 
you know, I think what we can take from that is a learner's mindset and that kind of determination and those great traits around um, wanting to train and wanting to get better. They're great things. They're great attributes. I think where the line's got to be is around that perfectionism piece and understanding that, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to make mistakes as part of that process. And there's plenty of Michael Jordan quotes around that exact um, issue of mistakes and failure. So I think that's a really important one just to cover off. But in terms of the the process actually supporting players with doing it you know dan you've been immersed in the academy system for a long time i've been lucky enough to work up there myself there's some there's some interesting initiatives within the within the system um, in terms of how players engage uh weekly so maybe you can sort of take us through that as to how it looks for the players then we can discuss some other ideas around it yeah and i think there's maybe some like stock um ways that most clubs are doing it and then like you said there's a few I've got different different spins on it. So, so generally, the 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 guys would train throughout the week, uh, play at the weekend. You know, Sundays for most age groups. Some would be Saturday, and then um, this used to be pen and paper, but we're now in 2020, so they've they've caught up. But the kids are now um, filling on like a, an online uh, form where they would reflect. Uh, and different clubs again do this slightly differently. Some might let them reflect or encourage them to reflect on the whole game. Some might get them to reflect on maybe their targets. And we've we've done some kind of conversations and podcasts around around how that works. So, for example, if I was a sticking with the theme, if I was a number nine and my my targets were uh, encouraging or helping the team press from the front and and holding the ball up, I might reflect on those things maybe to get me to be a bit more process driven. And then generally the kids, uh, not in the really engaged groups, but generally the kids would then grade themselves and again different clubs use different scales uh, and then the coach would write something underneath um, and again that can be just delivered kind of through the internet and lands in someone's inbox or it might be some coaches are, are waiting until they see the players face to face to deliver that deliver that kind of um, message or, or, or feedback there's also a, a level within that system where kids can reflect on training so they might reflect on you know, if you did a training game on a, on a, a day release session, kids can reflect on that and, and coaches can add. Yeah. I haven't seen many clubs continue with that because it kind of became uh, reflection for reflection's sake or, or typing for typing's sake. So I think maybe something we haven't touched on as well is, is how much of this is formal, as in like writing it down or doing a voice memo or whatever, versus just creating space, like, like you said, to go for maybe finding a quiet time to, to go for a walk or sit down or, or whatever, where you think about, what happened in that game and what went well and what are the things I need to work on? So I think that would maybe fall under different, different approaches for different people, but that would be broadly how it works in the, uh, in the academy scene. And then we, we've had a few other examples, haven't we, through the kind of, through the PDP where we've seen different coaches encouraging different things as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, the idea of the pen and paper is still appealing to some. I mean, we've had some conversation on the Slack community recently about just having a, a match diary or a, a training diary where players can actually just write stuff down and use that to do whatever they want. I know there was a documentary on Richie McCaw, uh, former All Blacks captain a few years ago, um, just on the All Blacks environment and the players had hardcover um, books, you know, 2B5 yeah. books. And they still had that in the the documentary i think it was on amazon prime the yeah. um, all or nothing the yeah, guy still right. turning up with notepads so uh, that's right still, and it's got its place right so if you can go yeah. in there set some goals uh, reflect post game um and again i think i think the informal piece is really important it doesn't need to be a formal review every four weeks you know there's places for for those conversations where maybe you sit down and you reassess your targets we've also got to be really careful with assessment here you know this is it's still football it's fun you know, kids need to be engaged in it. They need to be 
um, you know, engaged in the learning process, but also just enjoying their sport. And so we don't want to get to the point where we're sort of um, giving them a report card every month or every six weeks or whatever that cycle looks like. I know I've been in environments before where uh, previously there was a red, amber, green kind of assessment against uh, a target, let's say, and that that was um, thrown in the bin because the kids would then start comparing themselves and, oh, well, I got a red here and you got a green there. So I'm, I must be down on myself now. And I think we've got to get away from that social comparison. And again, we've got lots of content on the site around, um, I guess, the, the psychology that underpins that idea. So, and, and the numbers and the colors, that is what reflection is, right? Like we right. want the kids to be engaging in the, the dialogue, the actual detail of what's been written or what's been said, not mm-hmm. I got this number and you got that number, so I'm better. Because I might have taken mm-hmm. more risks and tried to do more exciting things and you might have been really safe and boring. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it's all contextual and the, and the kids miss some of that context when it's just, you know, black and white or, yeah, a traffic light. That, that probably isn't what reflection is, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think we've got to get away from that assessment mentality for sure. I think that's a really important point to make. Look, in terms of content, there's a great book I actually read called The Art of Thinking Clearly by Rolf DeBelli, um, which talks about bias, subconscious bias, confirmation bias, all these different types of bias that exist. I'd recommend that. Um, There's also some content on the website from the likes of Sean Douglas on self-reflection. You've touched on the idea of individual plans. We had a fantastic webinar with Graham Mills around um, putting individual plans together and and giving the players some ownership of that. So that that is a webinar that I'd highly recommend um, those tuning in to check out on the website. Dan, are there any sort of final thoughts around this one? Yeah, I mean, there's tons of models and um, bits and bobs that you said that people can go away and and, and read and, and decide maybe an approach that works for them a really simple one that, that I use is, is what, so what, now what? So like what happened and so what does that mean? And so now what we're going to do about it? I found that that works quite well for me personally as an adult, but it's also worked quite well with the kids. So if they are despondent or, you know, unhappy with something that happened in the game, what is it or what, you know, what skills did you not have or what way did it go that you were unhappy with? Yeah. And so what are you going to do? You know, so, so what did you feel like and, and, and why did that happen? And then now what are we going to do about it? That seems to be quite a simple way to kind of move them along. Because I think, again, maybe, and this might just be my experience, but kids are quite good at identifying the problem. Mm-hmm. Like this is the thing that, that I'm not happy with, or this is the thing that happened. And I said problem, it might be a good thing as well. But but generally, I think um, in, in this kind of setting with, with uh, young players, they're probably being critical on their performance. But then that bridge to what I'm going to do about it is probably the the behavioral change and, and um, yeah, the thing that we might have to help them across that bridge, I suppose, to continue our metaphor, because they might say, oh, I, I missed loads of chances. Yeah. Okay. That isn't really reflection. It's like, <laughs> maybe I missed loads of chances because I can't shoot with my left foot or I'm not quick enough to get away from the defender or, you know, I didn't recognize that I could have shot earlier. That's the bit that is actually going to make us better next time. So if you can kind of nudge them and push them into that space and then that will help you design individual plans like you mentioned or, or session designs, I think that's probably the power of reflection rather than just it was a good day or bad day because of these things. That's probably, mm. you know, an under sevens answer. And we probably want to push people towards um, yeah, a bit more detail and a bit more um, what's going to happen in the future. Absolutely. I think that ongoing process is key. And the final thought from me would be, you know, if you've got access to video, whether you can just get an iPad on a stand and, and film a session um, or film a game, 
Um, I know that it's not always easy in grassroots environments to get access, but if you can just get some footage, then this is going to provide some objective um, feedback to then potentially facilitate a conversation around what could be a very subjective chat, um, you know, with, with those sort of biases that we talked about. So really interesting conversation. Recommend those tuning and dive into a bit more of the research. We're certainly not the masters of this. We're just throwing out some ideas for discussion. Dan, it's been a really interesting one. Thanks again for your time. No, I enjoyed it. Thank you, mate. Excellent. And we'll look forward to another Player Development Project Q&A very soon. Thanks for joining us on the Player Development Project podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PlayerDP or find us on Facebook. Don't forget to head over to playerdevelopmentproject.com where you can sign up to our progressive coaching community and gain access to our wide variety of resources to help you in your coaching.